Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're reading the entire Bible together, book by book, chapter by chapter, reading it out loud, taking a look at some good stuff. And today, we're just hitting the pause button on Zechariah. I know you want to get back to it. What is going on in Zechariah? Some really cool stuff in those last chapters. But let's take a look at a psalm today. And you know what? I'm looking at these psalms, and I don't know about you, but I feel like these days, the Psalms are more relevant than ever, these Psalms. And what do we have here? Psalm 20, um, just a Psalm that I feel like in many ways speaks to how we feel, what the church is going through right now. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. I mean, it's just, you, you just, you look at this stuff and you're just like, wow, this is, this is what we were going to look at today. Like, wow, it's, uh, it's uh, better than you could have planned it sometimes. So looking at a very good Psalm today, Psalm 20, uh, it, it seems to speak to our situation. It seems to speak to David in particular, you know, it talks about the, the King, the Messiah, right? Um, you know, so how do we, how do we make sense of that? So good stuff. And we got joining us today, um, our good friend and my colleague and our Psalms expert, Pastor Nathan Metter, pastor at St. John Lutheran Church in Plymouth, Wisconsin. Good morning, brother. I am I'm so glad in the midst of all the things going on that we can uh, count on you to read the Bible together on the third Monday of the month. So That's good morning so and right. thank you for, for being with us. Good morning in this crazy upside down, backwards, uh, insane little world that we live in right now. Uh, it's yes. good to be with you. Uh, I, this, this is a uh, this is a little break for me. Um, I'm not at my usual location. I'm actually sitting here waiting for a test result to see if I can go back out into community. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Yeah, yeah. There was a uh, an unintended. There was. Within within since started about Saturday afternoon, we got a phone call and uh, things spiraled out of control. And and I had some tangential uh, contact with some of the folks who had been exposed to a to a positive. Uh, and in the process of getting some wisdom from our local county health officials, uh, realizing that that I had had layers of extended contact, and uh, I made the mistake of coughing on the phone. Um, I was oh. asked, and because of, because I work with so many of the folks who are in the highest risk categories, I was yeah. sent off. I was sent off for a test, and now I'm waiting for a result. Um, so uh, I, my uh, my bedroom doubles as an office, or vice versa. I'm not sure which. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, sometimes those lines are are, are are blurry, right? But yeah, certainly. Well, goodness. God be with you, brother. I mean, for you know, for your sake, uh, sake of your family, and for the sake of your community that that you serve. Uh, I hope we have a good test result. But I'm confident Remember that it. even if it's uh, not not the one we're hoping for, that that God's going to see you through. Um, and it's just, it is uh, such a blessing, right? That even if we have to be isolated and quarantined, and you know, maybe if if we are, are afraid that we might be giving people things. We can still get together, you know, on the radio, over the internet, right? Through podcasts, Absolutely. the word of God will be spoken and we're not together face to face, but we are together in spirit. And so thank God for that. Thank God for KFUO this morning. Yep. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And uh, while my, my, uh, the DR in front of my name is doctor of ministry in the area of stewardship, I, I, I want, I, I'm going to just flat out write a, an on air prescription to our listeners. Do yourself a favor today, um, at least three times today. Uh, shut off the news, shut off the, uh, shut off all of your social medias. And find someone who either uh, find find someone who can read the psalms to you. Spend time in these wonderful uh, confidence building. Uh, you know, uh, while I don't have all of the resources at my disposal that I that I normally have getting ready, it was amazing as I was spending time reading through and getting ready for this psalm uh, for our time together. How much a sense of God's ongoing presence and protection was there and. Um, 
Uh, there's there's so many wonderful resources out there where where you can read and mark and inwardly digest these wonderful songs of God's people who faced uh, who faced everything that we're facing, uh, maybe without the the social media driven hysteria, but uh, but they faced the challenges that we're facing and they and and they did it in faith and that's exactly what not only are we called to that we have this wonderful word which gives us that very same peace in the, in the midst of all this challenge. A- a- amen. That's a, that's a prescription that I can certainly get behind that. It's just, uh, you know, this is, as you were saying, this is what the church, what God's people, right. Before we even went by the, the term church um, as such, yeah. you know, this is what we've been relying on and, and going to in, in times uh, in the best of times and the worst of times. Right. And it's just, um, mm-hmm. For, for some reason, it's in the worst of times that, that these things just really pop out at you. And it, it is amazing the peace that we get in, in the Word of God, in the Psalms. Um, as you said, just you know, shut off the rest of it and just, just spend some time in this. It's, you, you come out of it just thinking, my goodness, why don't, why don't I just do that all the time? What have I been depriving myself of? So, Absolutely. It, that is, that is it, the truth. It, Amen. Let's go ahead, and um, if you would, please, as we turn to the psalm, uh, say a prayer for for us, for all our listeners, for everything going on right now, and we will read this uh, psalm then afterwards together. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have not called us to a spirit of fear, but one of power and love and sound judgment. Uh, We have this great promise that Uh, in the midst of all of these uncertainties that you alone allow us to dwell in safety. In these challenging times, we ask that you would humble us under your hand, that in your good timing, you will indeed exalt us. And as we call on you in our anxiety, we know that you care for us. we, We need not be anxious about anything. But here, in prayer and supplication, we can let our requests be made known to you, and we know that you are that one who gives us the peace which passes all understanding. So we do not fear, for you are with us. We are not afraid, for you are our God. You strengthen us. You help us. You uphold us with your righteous right hand. We pray that you would uphold us in this time of study. But more importantly, Lord, we pray that you would uphold us in this time of, of, of great national emergency. Be with those who, who, especially who are the caregivers, who are on the front lines, the first responders, the nurses, the doctors, the CNAs, uh, who are immediately your hands and your feet to uh, the sickest and weakest among us. Give us a sense, Lord, of, of, of community where uh, maybe it will require us to give of ourselves and a little bit of mobility and, and access to the things that we normally do for the sake of others. And yet, Lord, lead us not fear lead us to come back to you, your house, your table, your word, in which, in the person of Jesus, you keep us in perfect peace. Do that today for and every day for us, for the sake of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. This is, uh, and it's a nice short one too, so I want to read the whole thing through and then we can, like we like we very often do, then take it from the top and start looking at it uh, bit by bit. Because there is just, um, it, it's just we we have a lot of these ones that are that are just nice. They're small, but you really got to savor the little pieces. So uh, here's the whole thing, Psalm 20, uh, and then we'll then we'll start at the beginning and kind of start uh, looking at some of those introductory matters together. All right, so we're starting with actually the superscription, which is the the verse one in Hebrew. Lot of you two. Yeah, that's right. That's right. To the choir master, a psalm of David. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your suff offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. Silah. May He grant your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation, and in the name of our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. 
Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. O Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. I have, this a lot of things going on. I have this incredible desire to want to do the glory of pottery too, just because uh, <laughs> that is a you know, glory be to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Um, there is this. This is it, it. This is nothing short of a Holy Spirit moment that this was decided so long ago that we would be talking about on this psalm on this day. I, I know, and I've been having, oh man, I've been having that feeling all week. It's it's really, uh, like, for the season of Lent, I'll try not to give, like, all the anecdotes and, like, actually talk about a psalm today, but, um, like, yesterday, for instance, we, we did hold services at our church in St. Paul's, and we took a lot of measures. We, uh, we had, like, you know, hand sanitation stations all over the place. We spaced out the chairs in the gymnasium that we worshipped in, like, uh, lots of space between everything. So we were trying to take all the precautions, but, you know, we really... Um, just wanted to make sure that our doors were open, that there was an option for people, that there was an opportunity for the sacrament. And the crazy thing was, uh, like talking about those Holy Spirit moments, we decided for the season of Lent, you know, it'd be really cool. Let's let's review the Ten Commandments, right? And we'll just go um, at, like starting the, the first Sunday of Lent. We'll just start with one, and then on Wednesday we'll do two, and then second Sunday of Lent we'll do three, right? And guess what commandment that means that it was decided that we would be looking at yesterday the fifth commandment right which is the, the commandment that you know i mean of course president harrison was like referencing in in his remarks and it's just you know that you know, we fear and love god so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body but help and support him in every physical need and it's just there were so many things like that and we're just like we couldn't have i mean planned this better it's just um Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It's 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 uh, it's overwhelming sometimes. So, uh, so here we're looking at Psalm twenty, and uh, yeah, it does seem, and just in many ways, just very, very fitting for what we're looking at um, going on in the world around us. Um, let Let's start from from the top here. Um, to the choir master, a Psalm of David. That um, that's. That's not insignificant, I think, because it seems like we have a this is this is kind of one in like a, a string that's like that. I mean, of course, the the first book of the Psalms has a lot of Psalms of David, prayers of David, right? But like um, mm-hmm. starting with I think it's Psalm like eighteen, we go on a little bit of a run of these um, to the choir master um, Psalm of David through through um, Psalm twenty one, and and it and it seems sort of to me, and this is this is something I um, I hadn't really thought about, but it seems like these uh, these four I guess yeah psalms they're they're kind of perhaps maybe a little bit more interrelated than than your just any two random um, sequential psalms, and particularly we we actually looked at it's kind of we did we did this we did this in reverse order Psalm twenty one it seems to perhaps have a really tight connection to Psalm twenty one so I mean I don't know your, your thoughts on you know I think I think what you what we what we see you know it is there is a, a tie um, what we what we run into is you know we we're laboring in this under the old martial court idea of that dividing wall of of, of church and state um, uh, what we see there there is this there was a holistic approach in Israel of state church um, uh, polit- things political, things military. There, there's this, there's this huge. Uh, they, they had what, what we have in silos. They have they called life, and and there was an interrelatedness. Um, and what we see here, right here, is I think you know in the connection of 20, 20 and twenty one. Interestingly enough, leading up to twenty two, um, yeah. where 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 you see this. Um, where you see this liturgical nature, this patterned worship um, that that flows from God to His people and then back to Him, 
uh, you know, and 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 we 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 think of that very clearly, you know, when we are gathered around the Lord's table, you know, gifts coming to us, and and and, but in the in the life of Israel, in the life of David. Um, that was a holistic thing. So, you know, uh, not unlike, you know, as I'm, you know, I was trying to compare, there's nothing that compares to what we're going through today. But, but as you go back to, as you go back in history and you think about um, you know, what we experienced at uh, 9-11, uh, what we experienced and what, what many of our older members experienced in, at Pearl Harbor, you know, there was this sense of, you know, but what's different with that, you know, there was this sense they immediately ran to church. I remember, you know, on 9-11, we had this wonder, I mean, within three hours of the actual event, we had a service plan joint with three service people and, and we flocked to, to God's house. Um, you know, and, and I think that we have glimpses of that, but this was life for them. You know, right. so when they right. went off to war, when when David and his when David and his men went off to war, uh, they didn't leave, didn't necessarily leave from uh, you know from Fort you know Fort Hood, they left from the sanctuary, you know right. they left there were there were sacrifices and there were prayers and, and 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 they marched out from there and it was a it was a ritualistic going into battle, you know yeah. and, and I think it's very important for us even now you know. I think one of the grave dangers of this, uh, what we're facing, is this isola- this isolation mentality that we're going on. And I understand yeah. it makes perfect sense scientifically, um, uh, but I, I do think there is a way we we as the church need to find ways to generate this community where we're gathering together. I mean, uh, you know, President Trump made a made a reference to it when he declared yesterday a, a national day of prayer. Um, you know, I wish I would have seen more about that than than you know the the the, the virus. Uh, right. But there is a need for those of us who can be in God's house to be in God's house. You know, to right. come seek to seek His gifts and to to seek His guidance. You know, uh, because He is the one who does all the things that the Psalm promises. Uh, amen. And I, I think we're, we're we're probably on on the same wavelength on on a number of those points. I appreciate what you're saying here. Um, yeah, I mean, like you you see that when we looked at Psalm 21, um, and that was, I mean, already a couple of weeks ago, right? We, we just saw there was just um, so much focus, right, on this um, th- this idea of God saving the King. And, and we talked about how, you know, that was, that was never just like, this is like, uh, Oh, just like a private David thing. Or as you to your point, like, Oh, this is something that they, you know, said on like the military base or something like that. Like, like, no, it was all tied together. And it was the, the King, the, the temple, the army, the people, the religion, the the culture. I mean, I mean, just all of it tied together, all of it wrapped up. And and I do think that um, there is some. I, this is just really interesting how Psalm twenty and Psalm twenty one, they th- they themselves are kind of like two psalms that seem to be tied up. And um, of course, you get that because they have identical superscriptions. They both say to the choir master, a psalm of David. Uh, like you're talking about, they both have these these aspects, right? Like we're talking about the king in, in, in Psalm 20. We're talking about offerings in Psalm 20, right? Same sort mm-hmm. of deal uh, in Psalm 21. So you see all of these ties, and, and I think that we're, we'll see more of this when we get to the end. But the very first word, right, of of Psalm 21 in the body of, of it, we saw this, right? The very first word of like the first like verse of like once you get past the superscription, is the name of God. It is, it is Yahweh. And that mm-hmm. is the first word of the last verse of Psalm 20. I mean, it's like the, the last verse of this Psalm and the first verse of the next one are actually like the lock and key hand and glove. Like they're actually the pair that goes over the, the gap there. So in some ways it, it kind of feels like this is less like, you know, uh, psalm 20 and psalm 21 so much as it's more like psalm 20a and psalm 20b like yeah there there is like a a real like and a somewhat ancient distinction between the two so don't don't get me wrong like i'm not saying that they're not they're, it's all meant to be like the same psalm but um it does seem like you kind of have actually two halves 
of this, um, which is kind of interesting. It just kind of mirrors what you're saying about kind of the, the holistic interpretation of their content. So also there's kind of a holistic appreciation we need to have of the structure of these two. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there, you know and, I, and I think when you see this uh, liturgical nature of, uh, you, know, you know, I'm just trying to think, you, know, you can almost see it as a, you know, this is almost like the sermon hymn followed by the offertory, if you want to think, you know, just yeah. to think about that, you know, in our, you, it, it almost lays out like that, you know, it, uh, where yeah. there is a, where, where you, it, it almost seems like you're right, there's this turning point, it's like there's, there, this, this is, this is the, 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 introduct this is the preparatory service then there's then there is that that focal point and then 21 flows out of it you know mm-hmm. and it all and it all ties up into one big beautiful uh big beautiful bow so uh so yeah it's uh, uh it, what, what a golden what a golden thing to study yeah so so let, let's go ahead and, and turn to the text proper so we, we have this sense of okay we know where we're going we're going to, to psalm 21 we're talking about and when we, when we looked at psalm 20 you know, we're talking about the king we're talking about the shared victory the shared celebration right, right. now this was it wasn't just a win for for david right now they're like you know uh i don't know feather in his cap but this is you know talking about a, a salvation uh, a victory that the whole people would share and as you were saying a, lit- a liturgical one as well so that's where we're going let's see how we get there though so it, it starts off in verse one right may the lord answer you in the day of trouble and i mean and, th- and this is interesting because it is actually um the the second person singular like you right like the guy i'm talking to right um mm-hmm. And and this is I, I feel like, you know, when we read this, um, it, it might be really easy just to take this as like, like, oh, this is like a blessing for like, you know, I, I don't know, little old me or little old you like in particular, which isn't, you know, which isn't wrong to, to think that you're included in this. Right. As a member of God's people, right. like, you, you know, you have your own baptism that makes you included. But I feel like actually from the very beginning here, like it's actually already a big a big picture that's like already bigger than any one individual here. What, what do you think? Well, I, I think it's, well, you know, this is an extension uh, when we see this play out, not only in Psalms, but uh, you know, this is when but the concept of David being there, there was never any thought of the King being separate from the people when, when, when the, you know, except when they were apostate. Okay. But when they were, when the King was doing what they were supposed to be doing, they were part of this body, this, this entity uh, called God's son named Israel. Okay. So God has this habit throughout the scriptures of, uh, of, of when he speaks of the one, he's speaking of the whole and, yeah. and David becomes a foreshadowing of this. And, and, and that's important because then already in this, Speaking of David in the place of Israel, it already sets the stage for great David, who's going to come later. Yeah, by the way, his name's Jesus. You know, uh, you know, he's going to come. So, so you're right. So there is there is a a, a communal aspect to the you when he's speaking about the king, um, but he's also he he's also it, it becomes universal. Yeah. Um, when it comes, when 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 this is extrapolated out to the person and work of Jesus on behalf of the what Paul would refer to as the new Israel, being the church. Well, um, right. So, and it, so it, while it, it while it says you, well, yes. you know, to to uh, to uh, give to pay homage to my Texas friends, uh, while it says you, it really means. All y'all. <laughs> uh, well, well, let's just go ahead and let that be the last word as we go into our break here. But everybody, <laughs> hang with us. We're looking. Hang on, all y'all, right? We're looking at Psalm 20 here on Thy Strong Word. We'll be right back.
That's the voice of Nina, a student speaking the Bible verse of the day at the Poland English Bible Camp. Are you ready to tell the good news as a short-term volunteer and serve students like Nina? Apply by March 31st at servenow.lcms.org. servenow.lcms.org. Concord Matters is the program where we seek to be of one mind that is the mind of Christ. And to do that, Christ-confessing Concordians read through and discuss the Book of Concord, which is our Lutheran confession of faith drawn from Holy Scripture, so that you too may be of one mind and confess with Christ. Be sure to listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central on KFUO Radio or anytime on KFUO.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. Until we convene for Concord again, keep confessing, church. Welcome back, everybody, to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're looking at Psalm 20 today. Yes, we will get back into Zechariah, but this is, I mean, this is just too perfect. Looking at Psalm 20, the Psalm of David, the Psalm that pairs very nicely with Psalm 21. It's one all about, it's all about God's people underneath his king, underneath David here, but then, uh, as our guest was just saying, underneath the ultimate David, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's how we're getting this this salvation, this protection, this sanctuary, this uh, answer from the Lord in the day of trouble, as it says in verse 1. I want to make sure to invite all of our live listeners. If you are listening live, maybe you find yourself uh, unexpectedly at home in the midst of everything. Hey, look, cool thing now, you can call in, actually. So if you do have a question for me or our guest today, we have uh, Pastor Nathan Metter with us today. Despite everything going on, here we are connected. Praise be to God. He's pastor at St. John Lutheran Church in Plymouth, Wisconsin. If you've got a question for me or Pastor Metter, you can give us a call, 1-800-730-2727. Or if you're in St. Louis, 314-821-0850. Or you can send an email to kfuo at kfuo.org. Also want to give a big thank you to our underwriters Thank you guys at the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. What you're doing, your support means we get to do this at a time like this. Thank you so much. LHFmissions.org is their website. So we were just talking about the, the superscription and kind of how this relates um, and really is kind of the, the, the pair in the introduction to, in some ways, um, Psalm 21. I, you know, I, I liked your uh, kind of the analogies of, of the liturgy. I wonder if it's like Psalm 20 is kind of like the the proper preface right and then like yeah. 21 is like the sanctus right you know where it, where it's like you know we we, we do that um in, in our worship mm-hmm. where it's like you know the pastor is like doing the first part and then the second part it's like everybody else yeah. together but it, i mean it really is like this natural pair where it's like it, you're not meant to have one like all by itself even though they are kind Correct. of each their own thing and, and that complements um just what you were saying about this too well, yeah, in verse 1, it is you singular, uh, like technically mm-hmm. speaking, referring to the king, but just like you were saying, if the king is the head, right, then if the head is blessed, if the head is saved, well, the body is blessed and saved too. And you mentioned Paul, yes. right? You mentioned Paul. Uh, of course, the best example, well, I mean, there's lots of examples of Paul in this, but I, I think the best examples are in Ephesians 1 and 2. Where, I mean, where where Paul just, you know, puts it out there, you know, when, when he raised Christ, he raised us together with him. When he, uh, when, when Christ was seated, uh, lifted up and seated at the right hand of God, we were raised up to the heavens and seated with him at the right hand of God. If, if it happens to the king, it happens to his subjects. And I mean, so yeah, so the sense, even though it's singular in form, the sense is for the whole people of God. Absolutely. Without a doubt. So you've got this, you know, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble, because yes, um, if he answers the prayers of David, if he answers the prayers of the Lord Jesus, right, and raises him from the dead, if he answers that Mm -hmm. prayer, well, that means we all get to join him in the resurrection. So uh, that verse one, very key um, to understand that that connection, which is just all over the all over the Bible in the New Testament, especially. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we get verses two and three. And um it's interesting because the ESV puts these together as a paragraph, um, and there may be some very good reasons for that. Uh, look, looking at these these two verses, then again, may he send you help from the sanctuary, 
and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. And, and then you have this little marker, um, Sila or, or Sila, right? Um, mm-hmm. Interesting that, you know, in, in these, it does seem like two and three are kind of something of a pair, like they both have that kind of liturgical focus, you know, sanctuary, Zion offerings, burnt sacrifices, right? Um, and, and they are kind of set apart um, together from the rest of the psalm here. So mm-hmm. uh, help help us try to appreciate, like, what what's being set up here in this poetry. Well, you know, uh, you know there, this Hebrew poetry is just, so, so it, it, it's so dense. It's and yet, you know, and yet, so it starts again. It, 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 I think this there's some directional stuff here. Okay, uh-huh. if this is going, if this is going to be, you know, as, as I do, did a little reading, if this would be a psalm that they would have likely, this would have been part of the liturgical practice when they were heading out to war. Yeah. Okay. There's a, you know, they're heading out to do battle. What he's doing is he's again, as we mentioned in the first half hour, he he's showing where all the blessings you're going out from. It's where right. you're going out from, uh, and, you know. And, and the, the the and I think we struggle with this too because sometimes I think we think of the altar as a destination. You know, we think of it, we think of it as a as a destination, a place where we end up. When really, truthfully, it you know, and I think you know, as you as you read uh, as you read throughout Scripture, the altar is not a destination so much as it's a point of origination. It provides yeah. identity. It provides it it it, it provides identity. It provides uh, source and resource, and it flows out. Um, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, you think of the garden images in Genesis 1 and 2. Um, there's some great work on the, 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 the tabernacle, ten, uh, right. uh, temple nature of creation. Then you see the end, you know, the, the, the superscript, you know, the last two chapters of Revelation. There is no temple. Why? Because the lamb's there. And, 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 and there's this providing nature of God um, in, you know, because, you know, you know when, when the army's going off to war, there's no guarantee there's going to win. they're going to win, you know, and, right. and, and there, so there is uncertainty. And, and, and what the psalmist is doing is he's connecting their identity, their source to a to a concrete place, where, which is which is universal to all of them who are heading out. This is not yes. just the house of the king. This is God's people's house. So, right. so as David is going out, you know, uh, you know, Hezekiah, the, you know, he, you know, Hezekiah, the spearman is, is also part of that too. You know, the right. shield bearers and the, mm-hmm. they're all part of this. And, and, you know, and, and, and it's, we're, we're not doing something separate. You know, when we go out from, from the house of the Lord, we're not doing some sort of separate thing. Uh, when David's going off to war, he's not doing something separated from the work of God in his, in his locatedness in the temple. In the same way, when we go off to our daily battles, whether, whether it's our, voca- you know, our vocations as husband and father and provider and, 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 and so on, um, we go out from the Lord, not into some separate activity, but, but sent out as God is with the blessing that God has sent us with. So there is, so, so there's this, there's this, again, this source idea of, of God's house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I really, yeah, that's a, it's well said. And I appreciate it because it ties into what you were saying too, about when we can appreciate this the most is when we, we have the Lord's supper, right? Because I think it's in that moment where we see, yeah, the altar really is the source, right? Because, of course, you know, there's there's the idea of, you know, we, we gather our gifts and we bring them forward to the altar. Maybe the pastor bows right before the altar presents them, right? So there's that, there's that sense of destination. But, like, really at the end of the day, it's it's more, I mean, it's both, right? But it's more source, right? As yeah. it's here, look, this is the source that, that feeds the church, that makes us one, that sends us out, right? And I feel like you do have this sending idea, um, it's, um, I mean, of course you actually have the word, um, send there, right. In, in verse right. two, uh, but I think in two and three, like they are kind of actually paired a little bit more tightly than verse one. It feels like verse one's kind of maybe an introduction, almost like the whole thing. And then two right. or three, two and three, you have tied together, 
um, and you have this sending idea. And one of the things that I think, um, looking at the Hebrew, that kind of makes the, the sending happen is unlike verse 1, um, you, you have our, our good friend, the chiasm, as the pattern yeah. here. And so in Hebrew, you have this kind of, uh, you know, may he send you help from the sanctuary and from Zion support to you give, right? And, and so like the, the verbs then going at the end. And then the same thing happens in verse three. You know, may he remember all your offerings and with favor your burnt sacrifices regard. Um, and, and so that, that kind of has that kind of, you know, we all came up to the altar and then we all walked away and were sent from the altar, right? Um, right. And so even even the language itself is kind of, mirroring the the pattern of the movement that you've been trying right. to help us uh to see there and 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 the other thing about it too that i think is uh, maybe, maybe a little bit provocative also is that some of these verbs um they they might actually be trying to tell us that they are not wishes and that they might actually be like genuine future statements. Um, like I'm seeing like one of those mm-hmm. um, in verse, um, particularly it's in verse two, but like the form actually seems like it might be trying to say, this is like what, what is going to happen. So, I mean, you might even mm-hmm. want to translate it something like, you know, may he send you support from the sanctuary from Zion, uh, from Zion. He will give you support. May he remember right. all your offerings. He will regard with favor, your burnt offering. So, uh, just that idea of here, here we are. We're going. We're we're marching. We're we're going out from the altar, and this is our confidence and our belief of what's going to happen and where God's taking us. Well, and again, it goes back to where you talked about. You know, you know the the operative word in this psalm, uh, the beginning and the end, which then Bert spills over into the next psalm. It's Yahweh. The certainty yeah. is not based on David's. Uh, the certainty is not based on David's. Uh, military uh, prowess. It's right. based on God. God is right. the one who's going to be able to do this. He's going. He is the one who's going to regard with favor. He is the one who's going to grant support. You know, and and, and that's you know that's critical for us to see. You know, the the certainty. You know, and again, when we're in these times of such great uncertainty, yep. we have the confidence that our certainty is outside of us. You know, because. So, so often in this whole process, you know, pastor, what are we going to do with this? Pastor, what are we going to do with that? You know, my initial response is, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I've never done this before. Then again, yeah. I sit back and realize that none of us have. Um, right. You know, as I, as I said with my associate pastor, you know, um, uh, when, when the most prescient uh, pastoral theology commentary on what we're facing right now is Luther in the Black Death, you know, right. um, that shows you we don't have to handle this very often. And, yeah. and, and yet yeah. what the psalm does is it drives us back to that anchor point. The anchor point yeah. is God himself. It's not my own cunning. It's not the scientists who are trying rapid, you know, trying to, to, to put 18 months of process into eight weeks in yeah. developing a vaccine. It's, it's about, you know, it, it's amazing. You know, when we see the world frantically trying to do all this other stuff, Right. God is calling us Psalm 46. Yeah. Yes. Well, and, and and yeah, it's, um, I just think it's just, it's just so, so appropriate, right? Like confidently sent, right? I mean, that, that, that's the language here, right? That's the poetry here, confidently sent and, and seeing ourselves in this situation today as confidently sent, you know, and and you, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that Luther quote, um, uh, and it's been that's been making the rounds, right? And uh, right, because it was Luther was um, dealing with it was the it was the plague. It was the same um, bacteria that caused the Black Death um, back in like the 1300s, where like mm-hmm. a huge chunk of the world's population was wiped out. Um, it, it just it stuck around, right? And you kept having epidemics. It was it was crazy. Like it seemed like every year for the next like several centuries, you'd have epidemics popping up, right? And so Germany was having one you know, at some point in the 1500s, it's like, yeah, my, my goodness, right. They weren't, uh, it, which is just crazy when you think about it. Cause it's like Europe collectively was kind of constantly dealing with this. Um, they had this big epidemic in the 1300s and it's like, they were not rid 
of that strain, right? Like causing problems until, I mean, like, I, I think I read like something like the 1800s or something like that, you know, but th that's just like a whole different world to us because here, here it is, we're dealing with this and it's just like, you know, we're, we're all kind of like running around, um, you know, like chickens with our heads cut off like this this seems very new but for them mm -hmm. they had to deal with this but but even in the midst of that right like in such a scary thing you know thinking like oh man like th this is the thing that like you know wiped out a huge chunk of the population you know just a couple centuries ago right um what, what did he say he he was sent you know he's like i'm not going to hesitate if people are in need i am going to go and i'm not going to be scared right. of what, what's going to happen to me i'm not going to stay away from them because because they're icky and and, and they might right. and they might hurt me somehow he, he also said of course i'm not going to unnecessarily just go places um just because right. like just because you know that might be actually endangering people but the boldness mm -hmm. of the church right to see themselves as sent to serve people, right? Sent right. out from the altar and, and to, you know, to boldly go, go to the altar and say, look, I, I'm, I'm coming to God's house with confidence, not, not, not fear. And that's how I'm being sent to, I mean, that's just so, uh, so, so vital for us to see in our own situation. Absolutely. You know, so we, we are bold to go to God so that with confidence, we can be bold to go to our neighbors. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, we, you know, we, we don't want to do anything ridiculously stupid, you know, right. um, but at the same time, if you've got elderly neighbors who need, you know, who, who are afraid to go out, you know, maybe we ought to figure a way to, to go get their groceries for them, you know, or, yeah. or to help pick up their prescriptions. This, you know, and it does, there, there is not some grand scale of things that, you know, the differences that we make, that, that individual Christians can make, are not on these, you know, you know, Joe the plumber is not going to come up with uh, uh, the, the the vaccine, which is going to which which is going to uh, eradicate this disease. However, Joe the plumber on his way home from work can make sure that Grandma Schmidt has uh, milk, bread, and eggs. And uh, well, yeah. maybe maybe in a couple of days we can buy her some toilet paper when it all gets back in stock. <laughs> but um, I got lots of yeah. people in Wisconsin making lots of toilet paper right now. They're loving this. Uh, but oh, but see, those are the little things that we can do, you know. Yeah. And 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 I think this is where and we do this under the protection and the sentness of God. You know, right. again, the church. You know, we we have this we've allowed a worldly hunker down mentality to come in. It started with our social issues and now it's, now it's with these, these societal crises. There are some of us that there, there are some that just want to hunker down. The answer is no. Listen, now if you're compromised, if you're sick, yeah, maybe you ought to stay home. But right. if you're not, maybe you, you, know, you need to be there for the rest. You need to be there for the rest of those who can't. Right. And, and, and I think that's, that's a it's a critical thing for us to embrace. A amen. Amen. And I, and I think it's just, I mean, I mean, there, there it is. I mean, like it's, and you see this just kind of over again and again, like this is, I mean, really, we really have a tradition of this as God's people. This is what we've done time and time again. I mean, this is what we were doing. I mean, in the old Testament times, this is what we were doing when you had those really early plagues that were going on. Um, in in the Roman Empire, right? This is what was going mm -hmm. on uh, in in medieval Europe, you know. And the rest of the world said, "Look, look at these Christians. They, they just go out and they just do this and they help people." And we were all scared, and our doctors were refusing to see people and, and all the rest of it. But we were the ones who were saying, "You know what? God has sent me, and we're going forward in confidence." And so, I mean, let's 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 reclaim our heritage. Let's let's not abandon our tradition. I mean, it's it's what Jesus, our Lord himself did. Right. And it's just beautiful that we had the gospel text we did yesterday. Right. Yeah. There's the, yeah. the icky Samaritan woman. Right. That none mm -hmm. of the Jews wanted to go anywhere near. Why would you let her get anywhere near you, Rabbi? What are you doing? Right. And Jesus the is Samaritan didn't want any part of her either. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. No, yeah, anything yeah, to do with Samaritan. this woman. Yeah, get, nobody get her wanted away. anything to do with it except for Jesus, and, right. and and you know, and this is you know, this is the beautiful thing, you know, and 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 as the rest of the psalm wears out, as I look at the clock, you know, as the rest of the psalm, <laughs> you know, you know, we 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 look at this. Okay, God has made these 
prophetic promises in those word choices in the Hebrew, you know, and then you see where we go, you know, he's going, you know, when our hearts desire verse four and our plans flow from that sentness, we're going, we have the joy of our, a, our salvation and the victory banners that come out of it. You know, that, that, that's yeah, the amazing, yes. you know, and, 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 and the victories, you know, the victories, don't I, I read uh, the Simon Sinek's latest book, The Difference Between Finite Game and Infinite Game. I don't know if you've if you've picked that up or seen his seen his uh, TED talk on that. Where uh, hmm. sometimes I you know, sometimes I think you know when we when we think of these plans, you know, we want to defeat the virus or we want to you know sometimes the infinite nature of the game is protecting our neighbor enough so we can stay in the game. That's what an infinite game is. You know, the goal of winning a finite game, of course, there's no sports right now, but the goal of winning a finite game is scoring more points than our opponents. So that when the, when the horn sounds, the game is over and we win. Right. Right. Well, here, here's, here's the reality. An infinite game, you win simply by continue playing. You know, that's really the victory that the, the, the church stays in the game. And right. what do you know? Our desire is to stay in the game. Our plan is to stay in the game, deliver as stewards of the gospel, using the stuff that He's given us. And 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 the ultimate victory then is when we are in the game when He returns. Right. Well, Even yeah, because because He's the one who actually wins it in the end, right? So it's like as long as right. we're just as long. I mean, this is reminds me of like that. Of course, like uh, what was it? it was Rocky Four, right? Where it's like the victory yeah. is just he just goes and like goes the distance and stays with him you know, all through, through all the rounds. Right. It's just, mm-hmm. and it's like, even if he loses, it doesn't matter. He's winning just because he's alive and he's there. Um, and right. it's, it's a, it's a great connection here uh, and a great illustration. Uh, we do have pastor Nabil Noor on the phone. I want to try to give him like, I probably only have a chance for his uh, comments briefly here before we have to turn to the rest of the Psalm, as you were just noting, but brother, uh, pastor Noor, thank you for, for calling in um, your, your thoughts, brother. Well, thank you for um, the wonderful discussion you guys had, and continue to pray that the Lord will use you mightily. But may I also present another angle to see the power of God at work. In the book of Daniel, we know that worse than the coronavirus was given to Daniel, and he was thrown into the lion's den. And you remember mm-hmm. the story that the king would not could not sleep, and early in the morning he says, Oh, Daniel, Daniel, did the God that um, you worshipped saved you? And uh, as my brother Nathan shared, that sometimes God does not take us out of the situation, but he keeps us in the, in the situation so that he can bring it through situation. You know, the, the hands of God at work, he will never forsake. He will never abandon. And it may not be that he is going to uh, say to us that this is over, it's done with. No, but he keeps us in the situation. And in that, he takes us through it so that we may tell the story. Think of what happened with Daniel when he came out. He says, yes, my God, whom I trusted, has truly brought me through this. And the same God that we worship and trust in with hope and confidence and the life that we have is found only in him. He is the one that will bring us, bring us through it. Amen, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much for making that connection. Um, and, 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 and Nathan, right? Like, don't you think yeah. that speaking of having somebody read you the Psalms, that like if I could just have Pastor uh, Nabil Noor just read me all 150 Psalms, I think I could just listen to that all day. Um, thank, thank that you is, so much. I feel like I get... my my brother from another mother, the church. <laughs> yes, yes, a- 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 amen. Like I just uh, yes, your your words are are full of peace and truth. I mean, because I mean, I think it goes back to verse four, right? Let's not misunderstand it. May he grant you your heart's desire, right? Heart's desire. We got to remember, like when the Bible talks about the heart does not mean, right? Like your, your emotions necessarily. This isn't heart's desire Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, oh, the thing that you crave or the thing that you emotionally really, really want. Like, so this isn't necessarily like as scared as we all are. 
when it says may he grant your heart's desire doesn't necessarily mean like you know may, may he actually just you know give you the thing that you're really craving or you know take you away from the thing you're really scared of heart here right it's as as it's connected to the second half is about is about the intentions about the plans right, right? it's about it's about the the you know, like I'm going to try to do this tomorrow, right? Because I am right. sent to do this. May God give me success, right? I mean, I mean, right. that's the idea that you know, may may God give me this success. And even if He's going to let me stay in the lion's den and stay in the midst of all this craziness, right? May, may He bless the work that He has mm-hmm. sent me to do. Just, just, a, a, Amen. Absolutely. Let me read these three verses here. Um, and, and, and I think then we're going to probably go ahead and maybe even just actually just go ahead and make the turn, um, for, for seven and eight, cause uh, you, sure. you got to talk about seven and eight. These are so applicable to our situation right. about trust. You were, you were mentioning like, you're like, what are we looking to? What are we trusting in? Okay. So here, here's just reading this again. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation and in the name of our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now, I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. So I I do think that that kind of all goes together, kind of like along the lines that we've been discussing. But then you get this real interesting turn. I I mean, I think Seven really is beginning a a very dramatic um, new idea a little bit. And you have an emphatic, you know, um, there's this kind of them and us contrast in the Hebrew. Really big. Here it is, Seven and Eight. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. I, I mean, just I'm just I read this and I'm just like, oh man, like what are, do we trust in, right? Like, right. and it's just it's so big because it's not as if like you know chariots and horses are necessarily bad things. But when you make that the, the idol, when it's just it's mm-hmm. all about this, right? And then when you don't have the chariots and horses, it's like, oh no, what are we gonna do? I mean, it's the same thing for us, right? I mean, like, are our um, you know, is science bad? Of course not. Are vaccines bad? No, they aren't. You know, I understand that's controversial these days. No, they aren't. Um, but when you make that God. So that yeah. when, you know, like there is no scientific solution, it's like, oh, like, woe is us. We have no hope, right? Like that's what's mm-hmm. out of whack here, right? We ultimately right. trust in God. Right. You, you know, so just just as you think think of this, if this is a psalm that David wrote or a psalm about David, this sounds remarkably like what the young whippersnapper said when he refused Saul's armor and he walked yeah. out yeah. and challenged the, challenged the mighty warrior and— dropped him. I come to yeah. you what? In the name of the Lord. You know, you you're you're an uncircumcised Philistine. You're an you, you are you are a, a, a horrible virus. Um but we come in the name of the Lord. Um and we come serving our neighbor, but most importantly, we come carrying the greatest message because the bottom line is every one of us here is transitory. You know, uh, this is not our home. We're headed somewhere better. And, it, and, it, and it's the resurrection, the new heavens, the new earth coming down out of heaven from God, which is made possible for the one who has indeed overcome that one who is the king who has saved us. Amen. Oh, Lord, the save the king. May he answer us when we call. He saved the Lord Jesus from death itself. He's saving us, too. Brother. Wow, so much here, so perfect for this day. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, God bless you and keep you. God bless and keep you all too. Everybody, I was Pastor Nathan Metter, pastor at St. John Lutheran Church in Plymouth, Wisconsin. Thanks for joining us. Going back to Zechariah next time. Till then, Pastor A.J. Espinosa. Peace. You've been listening to Thy Strong Word, produced by the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate Office of National Mission in cooperation with Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the LCMS. Your support is vital for this program to continue. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at KFUO.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Thy Strong Word.